Hello and welcome to the Heat Army podcast live, coming live from the Three Tons in Sheriff Hill. Fantastic reception. Um, we've had a great turnout here tonight. Um, probably a, a great day for to have the podcast after all the signings that were made today. Four of them, of course, three um, familiar to the club and one new one. And um, plenty to talk about tonight, fundraising ideas, and also we are joined by Club Secretary Mike Coulson as well. So if you've got any questions for him, we will talk to him um, throughout um, early on in the show. Um, it is a fully interactive show. We're going to be talking to people in the bar. If you are shy in the bar as well, um, you can do as people at home can do. You can tweet us at heed underscore army. And of course, we are fully interactive on the Spreaker website and app. So just follow us with your Facebook account or um, with your uh, email account. And um, once you do that on the Spreaker website, you can I- interact with us on the chat facility. And um, please do so throughout the show. We'd love to hear from you. Lots to talk about and um, lots of positives. Um, but Bernard, you're our Roven reporter tonight. I am. Hello, everyone. Yeah. And um, well, it's been a, a good day for uh, signing players. Um, four in already. Um, so we've, we've had a slow start. Um, obviously, we haven't, that's happened with the takeover collapsing since the last podcast that we've done. But we are still full-time, albeit at a heavily reduced budget. Um, positive still there, though. Well, that, that's the whole point. You know, we've got four today, and I'm sure there'll be more coming towards the end of the week. Um, as you say, it's a slow start, but it's a start. And it's an opportunity to build from where we are. So, positives, that's all I see, positives. It certainly is. And we were lucky enough um, to have a recorded interview with Steve Watson sent to us by Club Press Officer Dominic um, Skur. So, we're going to um, put this out now. And um, while it's on, please message us at heed underscore army. But this is what Steve had to say with Dominic earlier this week. Just, I had a lot, a lot of conversations with Richard since he got back. Um, obviously, all the work I'd done over the summer was catered towards, you know, a budget that we could uh, we, we could probably make a good fist of it and a, and a good challenge. Obviously, things have changed quite a lot, uh, but you know, having a having a chat with him and, and you know, knowing he's doing everything he can, um, you know, I think we've all, we've decided that we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a crack at it, um, and you know, I feel. You know, I was willing to I was willing to stay on under the uh, under the circumstances of a, of a takeover and and you know having a good budget to go on next season. But you know, I'm here and I enjoy it and I and I've really enjoyed being up here. And you know, I'm ready to take the challenge on on a on a, on a much smaller scale. And, and it's a different type of challenge with different type of players and different type of uh, circumstances. But it's a, you know it's one, one now I've made my mind up to to stay to challenge. I'm I'm going to relish as well. You know, I think it needs to be a um, it needs to be an effort where we need to be one big strong unit next season, including the, the, the staff and the players and the, and most importantly of all the fans. Almost make a siege mentality. We, you know, we'll probably be working under the smallest budget in the league, but um, but this team's done well under those circumstances before, and I, and I hope we're going to be the same. Try and put together a squad that. Uh, most of the lads have gone, unfortunately. Uh, you know, they, they couldn't wait, and then there's a few gone 
most recently because they've heard of the the, the cut in budget and uh, the potential part time. But you know that's not what I want. I've, I've spoke to Richard. You know that I want the lads training as much as they did. So that, that's one of the so one of the things that we've we've came to an agreement on. But um, but yeah, and hopefully we can we can keep the two or three that are that are left and and build a squad around them. You know, there's still some good, still some very good players uh, that have been hanging on and waiting, and and we're hoping we can talk them into to sign and talk take on this journey that we're going to go on as well. Mm. Um, just what were the key factors leading to the decision to give it another another go this season? Um, I just <laughs> firstly I don't consider myself a quitter. Um, you know, I've came up here, I've committed to the club, and I, and I, and after thinking about it, I'm gonna chat me to my girlfriend about it, and my mum and dad, and and my friends around here. I, you know, um, I want to stay, and um, you know, I've had I've had offers to do different things this summer, but I want to be a manager. Um, Richard gave me my first chance, and I'm um, as I say, it's not an ideal scenario, but it's 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 a scenario that we can hopefully make workable. You know, it'll be it'll be a different type of squad that we're looking at. Because of the budget, you know, there won't be a lot of lads would be able to come from different parts of the country. So uh, I've said before, you know, I've got great faith in the northeast of England's football, um, and it might well be a squad that's that's going to have a huge, huge amount of it going to be sort of northeast based players. Um, you know, probably a lot of youth. Hopefully, the experience around them uh, that we can keep will help. But um, it's and it will be a squad that you know the fans will take to because it'll be all it'll be. You know, built up at probably 75-80% of their own so um, and it's probably something that we've been gearing towards doing for a while albeit not this quickly and not this this much uh, brought onto us this quickly but it's something I've often thought would be great anyway you know building a squad up here um, with a lot of local lads um, so that's, that's, that's a big challenge but it's a challenge I'm now looking forward to mm. You say it's a big challenge what sort of targets will you be setting or I guess you need to see the team first yeah, it's going to be you know the the, the recruitment process is not, is probably not going to be very quick because we, it's going to be a lot of um, it's going to be a lot of lads coming in to have a look at. There's going to be a lot of uh, lads training with us who I need to have a look at who um, who you need to see and then fill a squad up with different positions and um, so it probably won't be you know I'd like to, I'd like to get sort of seven or eight nailed down next week. Uh, and then you know, have a look at the rest. It's it's, it's not, not not a lot of different to what we did at Mac last season at Macclesfield. You know, we had very few players signed up first couple of weeks pre season. Uh, we had a lot of lads in, and then we you know we found we found players that we thought were going to be good enough, uh, and it might be pretty much the same process here. Mm. Can you take a bit of encouragement from what Macclesfield did last season? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Macclesfield obviously their budget's still a lot bigger than what we're going to start with this season, but. Uh, they went and won the league. I think the realistic, you know, I, I, I don't try and uh, I don't try and play things down. But the budget, the budget that we're going to start with, um, is a budget just to stay in the league. And I think you know that's the first port of call next season. But um, as we've seen, Accrington and Mac, you know, the teams that are have been on the smaller budgets have have proved people wrong. You know, that's what we that's what we're hoping to do. But the, the main thing is to get enough points on the board to make sure that. Hopefully, when when we're rebuilding and and we're looking at we're sitting here at the same time next season that uh, we're still a national league team at least. Mm. Will you be talking to the players who were at the club last season? I've, be, I've had dialogue with them all summer. Uh, unfortunately, um, the 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 offers that I've I've been talking about with them are, are completely different now. So as I said, I've said a number of times. You know, if the, if any of the lads remain from last season, certainly the senior lads, it, it won't be. 
it wouldn't be for the money, you know, it wouldn't be for any other reason than they want to play for me and they want to play for Gateshead. So I think if if we do if we do manage to keep even if it's two or three of the senior lads, um, you know, it'll be it'll be certainly hats off to them. At least you know you've got players there who are desperate to play for the club and they love playing in the in the area and in front of the fans. Mm. And finally, you touched on it before. What's your plan for the next few weeks before the National League season properly starts? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not. <laughs> I'd not planned on going away because I knew I had a lot of work to do, and I've uh, and it's almost like starting again. So um, next couple of weeks is just going to be hands to the pump and, and trying to get uh, trying to get all the games sorted for a start, and then uh, with schedule for pre-seasons almost the same as it's going to be because training doesn't need to change because of personnel but um, it's going to be it's going to be going through a lot of players meeting a lot of players trying to talk them into um, what we're trying to do and I think you know I think we'll build a we'll build a really good together squad as we've always tried to do and and, you know they'll all be uh, might be players that have played together before and and hopefully we'll build that little that little group of players that we um that we can build on as the, as the season goes on. But if I can get sort of if I can get ten players, if I can get ten players signed before the start of pre-season, which is which will probably be the first week in July. Uh, I think it'll be a good base to go from. Well, that was Steve Watson there talking with Dominic Skirt, and we've thanked Dominic for that. And um, oh Bernard, have you still got the mic there? You have. I couldn't see. That's right. Yeah. Um, very positive things coming out from Steve there, saying all the right things and the things you want to hear, especially with. Um, you know the circumstances of the takeover. You know, not getting off the line. Well, that, that to me, the, the biggest point is he's there. Um, there was a lot of talk last week. Is he going to stay? Is he going to um, get a new contract? Is, is what's going to happen? Um, I, I personally didn't doubt what's going to happen with Steve. He showed the commitment to the, to the Heat Army. You know, he's twice he's organised a talking with the fans. He came along to your podcast the other week. Um, he knows where he wants to be and he's up for the challenge and I'm looking forward to, to the potential that um, he can get out of, let's face it, uh, you know, the best we can get out of, he's going to squeeze the, those pound notes to get the best we can get and I think, you know, uh, it's going to be a hard season but it could be a very interesting season. It certainly is. And I'd certainly just say anybody wants to, to join in, this is fully interactive, just put your hand up or I'm going to thrust this mic in your face well, to take part so you know just before he does that um, any listeners at home you can tweet us at heed underscore army Mickey Barris who's in the room has already sent us a message and um, we'll read that out shortly um, but we do have a guest we just have to censor it first probably yeah, spell check um, but no we do have a guest we're joined by Mike Coulson uh, from the club um, Mike hello and welcome to the heed army podcast thank you very much and if you get that mic just that little bit closer and then over here yeah, and uh, I say, Mike, it's it's been a, a hell of a summer. Um, I see you've been in a, the thick end. Um, I suppose that you know everyone wants to know about the takeover. Um, you know, how was it for you being at the club when all this was going about? It's been like a summer which has never had before. It's certainly been uh, stressful, um, not knowing what's happening. Um, we've all been a bit worried about our our jobs and things 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 like like that. There's a sale which has fallen through, and a lot's been said about that in the past, and I think it's a case of let's just leave that and kind of move on. Um, Richard is looking to uh, try and find somebody who is interested in taking over the club, but he's got the time now, and he's determined to make sure it's the right person who's taken over for the right reasons. 
there are a couple of people he's talking to, and I think it's going to be on ongoing for quite a while. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Yeah, um, and well, as I say, we're still full time this season, albeit at a heavily reduced budget, um, and it's going to be a lot of local players. And we, we've seen a little bit of movement today, haven't we, with um, players signing contracts and players coming in? Yeah, there's uh, four lads have signed today. Um, I think the big one's got to be uh, Fraser Kerr because he, he did have offers from other clubs. Um, the lad from uh, FC Halifax, Connor Thompson as well, plus um, Tom White come back and Elliot Forbes is stepping up from our very good under-19 squad from last, last year. And uh, there's several others will be signing, as you see, as the week as the week goes on. Well, that's promising that that's going to happen. Um, I think at the moment we've only got two um, pre-season friendlies to date. Um, we've got um, I think it's Newcastle Benfield on the fifteenth, and I believe Blythe is it the twenty-fifth. Um, I think yes. that's the date. Uh, I've got it written down, but I don't know if I've got it right. Yeah. But there are two so far. We'll be expecting to see movement on that front soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to Steve this week. Um, he's going to use his contacts. Um, we'll try a few other clubs. The the problem also has been the uncertainty, and it's been difficult to organise anything, not knowing what's going to happen. As you say, we've got Newcastle Benfield. Uh, we've got Bly Spartans 28th, the last Saturday before the season starts. Um, they're we're a bit hampered with having home matches because of the uh, little mixed concert on at the stadium. So there won't be anything at the... St- <laughs> <laughs> Aye, way. Huh? That's a hell of a pre-season fixture taking on all four girls. I don't think I'll comment on that one. But um, Yeah, so any game after the 21st will be away from home. Although we are hoping to have a, a couple uh, before that at the, at the stadium. And um, as I say, I think we've, well, we've got a tweet from Josh, and he's put us any news on pre-season. Could you give us? So we've already had that. We have got a message from Mickey Barris. Who's put, uh, good evening, lads. Um, as one of the shy fans, I'd like to ask, how good does it feel that Fraser Kerr signed a contract? Of course, you just touched on that, Mike. Um, it, I'm buzzing about that. I think it's a great signing. Um, you know, the, you know, we've seen what he could do last year, playing several different positions, and hopefully, um, see we can add a few more established players to form a backbone with them uh, for the other players. Fraser Kerr's a uh, uh, commanding uh, centre-half. He's a typical uh, Scottish defender, wholehearted, gets stuck in, and uh, I can see him being quite a leader. And it's somebody who you can almost build your uh, defence around. So I would say he's going to be quite a key signing this this season. I mean, without giving anything too uh, too much away, because obviously you know players haven't signed yet. But is it um, many of the last season's squad still in talks with the, with the club? Yes, yeah, a few. Um, well, I mentioned one, um, Scott Scott uh, Barrow. There's a, a, a contract waiting for him to sign. Um, Steve's spoken to him. Um, he's offered him the uh, captaincy. Yep. And um, he's currently back home in Swansea. But uh, Scott can come up and give us a shout and sign any time he wants. Oh well, that's promising news that it's um, been offered to him. So hopefully, if he's listening, sign, please. It'd uh, <laughs> be great. I think everyone would be uh, over the moon if we could uh, secure the services of Scott for next season. Um, 
yeah <laughs> and um, just while we've got Mike here if you've got any questions please um, do uh, ask away has someone got the mic oh yes Dave Allen Hello, um, just wanted to say what a, what a different mood tonight compared to was it two weeks ago when we were here um, and we didn't have a clue what was going on obviously getting with four lads today was brilliant uh, over the moon that uh, Fraser Kerr saying that just shows his commitment to the club uh, and I just want to say a, a huge thank you to Steve Watson for his commitment when when we found out he had signed and Mickey and Ben it just gave us all such a lift and I just hope you know there was loads of people on the forum saying oh we've got to do this and we've got to do that hope they all come they all come forward because we must work together as a you know one unit we, we were sort of we did the supporters and the management team last year there wasn't the connection but hopefully this year we can get get that relationship back and we can all work hard together and you know pull pull as one for the club because it's going to be a damned hard season but it's quite exciting to think that there's going to be some good young lads coming in who want to play for the club they say that is a big step for them to you know to play almost full time in, in a good league so yes it's going to be hard but you know I, compared to two weeks ago i feel so much uh, happier and uh, looking forward to getting the first few games under my belt uh, see the new players and then hopefully when the season starts we're ready to uh, start getting some points on the board well as you mentioned working together there um obviously we're going to touch on fundraising and events that we're going to hopefully do we're going to be um, speaking to the landlord of the tons uh, later on about a, a possible event uh, coming up so we'd love to do that but also i would imagine that the club um needs help as well in certain areas moving forward yeah compared to quite a few other clubs in the uh, national league we are quite small and we do depend a lot upon the uh, volunteer we help help we get particularly on match match days um and we're always looking for help if anybody has any skills we don't know know about i'm not talking about uh, mickey with a little mix here yeah. just <laughs> so anybody can help in any any way um what we're planning on doing, uh, possibly during pre-season, is having a night at the stadium where people who feel they can help can, can come down, have a chat, um, see what the skills are and see where we can use them best. We've already talked about tonight the um, pulling together, pulling one, one way. There's certainly a great feeling of camaraderie within the club at the moment with uh, the manager galvanising the coaching staff uh, the the backroom staff were all very committed and very focused on the job ahead and as we've said it's going to be quite a local team where the fans will have a connection with which as you correctly mentioned has been missing the past few years fans love to see local lads doing well and quite a few young local lads will be getting a chance during the course of the season don't expect wonders uh, not straight away but uh, give them the help, give them all the support you can. Let's just see where this ends up. Yeah. And um, we've got another... Um, well, Mickey's got the mic there. you got another question? 
One thing that we desperately need to do is push this football club because for the last few years it's been absolutely atrocious. We need, as fans, as the club, we need to get posters and advertising all over this borough. Uh, there's a group of fans here, there's fans down at the stadium are more than willing to put the posters up if we can get them. I think that's the first thing we need to do because selling the club until Dom come in was absolutely a crap and that's, I'm not having to go at you Michael, I'm just saying what my opinion is. You work down Shields, every two shops there's a sh South Shields poster with the fixtures on. I walk in the gates, there's, there's people that even talk to me, didn't even know I have a, a game on. That's got to be one of the things we need to do, as fans, as a club. Well, I think that was probably one of the things we are going to touch on with uh, fundraising as well, for the things that the fans can do. I mean, um, you know, we can put our efforts together. We know, I mean, about, I bet everybody here knows somebody with a business or works in a shop that we can pass these things out to. Um, and if we can, as I say, with events and fundraising, we can put them things into action and help work with the club. And I think that would probably be the right way to go about it because remember the, the playing staff's been cut back um it's not like the club i would imagine not speaking for mike at the moment i'm not supposed to going to have a fund uh, a draw there with a, a few thousand pounds sitting ready to push out for posters so that's something that we've got to do i think that as a fan base well that, that's one of the things that that has been a great what, what mick's brought up for, for fans over a, a number of years we used to be in a situation where it would hand out uh, flyers for up and coming games to, to fans leaving the game um, it, it stopped, and one of the reasons why it stopped is it, it costs money, and, and when somebody's putting in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds into a club, you look at, well, do I need to spend money on this? Whether it was the right decision or wrong decision, I think the whole point is now we've moved on from that. Um, I, I see, you know, Mick, you, you, Mike, you, you touched on it, you know, what's happened with the manager, we're galvanised now is club and fans. And there's nothing stopping with contacts we've got. Um, I've got printing contacts. Dave, you've got printing contacts. And I'm sure the club would not care in the slightest if we go and do our own things. Like we've done in the past with the extra heat. We printed leaflets and, and took them around the doors. Unfortunately, we advertised games and then we just hit a, a patch of a lot of cancellations. But the, the simple fact is, it's, that's an easy fix. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, that's something us as fans, if we as fans come together, we can do this. The club doesn't need to do it. We can do it. And that's where it needs, as Dave mentioned, all of these fans on the forums and on Facebook and on Twitter, the support that's happened in the last few weeks, well, now's the time to not just sit behind the keyboard. Come along, come along to the, the event that Mike's mentioned that the club's going to hold to, to basically say, yeah, we'll do it. That is one of the things we're talking about doing, actually. We're going to re. I know a couple of years ago we uh, printed posters on the website for fans to download with kind of limited su success. But um, now, uh, well, I've got a very good uh, press officer, and that's something he can certainly organise in conjunction with the fans. And we can make sure we try and cover the whole borough on a regular basis, not just in August and September, but you're wanting them to get out in October and the. In November on a cold Tuesday night, that's when you want the fans in as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Um, does it say, is there any other areas that um, the club need help with or any other aspects that you'd like to get across? Because I know that you, you have to get away early tonight, but is there anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to maybe get out? I'm not thinking of any specific area. I think there's uh, a lot of fans there with talents the club aren't uh, aware of and we just want to hear from you. If you think there's any way that you can help the club, don't be shy. And when we hold this uh, particular evening, by all means, come along and have a chat. Yep, well, that's great. And um, I'd imagine that'll be obviously advertised on social media and um, when it when it's arranged. Yes, yes, it will be. Yep. And we've got another question? Not so much a question. Uh, sort of just going on the same thing there about posters and everything else. There was one suggestion that came out over social media that I think is an absolute sort of rock on. Get some... Uh, fixture cards printed with all the fixtures on one side prices on the back and get a group of them passing them out in Trinity Square Felling Square, Bladen, here, there everywhere, every shopping centre that you can name and that, and just get them all passed out that way, you know, you know you're covering the whole borough and that, and I'm, sh I'm sure as Bernard said, you know, I mean so this, the, the actual podcast is sponsored by a printer you know, Bernard's got printing contract Oh, and we've uh, knocked some glasses over there. Somebody's having a smashing time. Yeah. Um, but we, well, see, we, we spoke to our sponsors, and they're happy to help cover with events and put printing posters and tickets and things like that. So that that is in hand. But I think if, if Tracy um, would like to talk on the mic, I think because she, go, just something you, you uh, meant, touched on there was about Trinity Square, and I think Tracy's been um, looking into this a little bit. Hello, uh, I have been in touch with the people at Trinity Square. You would need permission from them to hand anything out on the premises of Trinity Square. But um, I have spoken to them about the possibility of having a stall, maybe a fundraising event, tombola, that sort of thing, which is something maybe we could talk to Mike about at a later date. Yeah, well that hopefully that can... I think the important thing here is that it's a coordinated effort, yeah. and that would only go off half-cocked. And uh, I like what's being said. I think it'll work. But if we start it, it has to go on for the full season and not just start for a couple of months. But like we said, right, right at the onset, it's all about working uh, uh, together for a common cause. And that's what it's about. Yeah, I think, well, that's that's what they the, say the, the, the gist of the podcasts in well, recent months has been that of trying to get people to move forward and obviously on social media people have had these ideas and talking about it and, and looking into it moving forward so I think with the event that the club are going to hold if people can get along towards that and then everyone can pull in the right direction from the same source I think that would be the the, the, the end goal really wouldn't it if everyone is doing it from the singing from the same hymn sheet but doing their own thing yeah, in advertising yeah, certainly, and if you can't get along to the event when it's advertised, you can still contact the club. Yeah, well, Anne Scurfield has sent a message on the chat facilities, but I'm ha happy to help on the commercial side. And um, we've also got a message from Simon Garrett. He's got, is the club keeping an eye on the college lads playing for the under-18s, etc., or do you think the step is too big? But let's see, we've already signed a player from the under-19s today, haven't we? With, um, yeah, I know where Simon's coming from. Um, We've got the under-18 side next season playing in the um, National League under-19 alliance. Um, and the season after, those who are selected will go into the Northern Alliance League. 
uh, and that's the stepping stone we have at the moment. Um, it's possibly a step too far for a young 18-year-old to jump up into the first team from college football, but um, I'm not going to say no, but uh, let's just wait and see. Yeah, and we've got a message all the way from sunny Fort Aventura. Andy Mason's put a little bit late to the dance tonight. Um, great to see the signings today. Hope and Scott Barrow is next. Well, if you've only just joined us, Andrew, um, there is a contract offer there. So and uh, club captain as well, if that goes through. So fingers crossed, we'll hear that. But um, you still can tweet us at heed underscore army. Would love to hear from you. You've been a little bit quiet on Twitter and eight. That also goes for people in the room as well. If you're a little bit shy, if you don't want to talk on the mic. But um, as I say, if anyone's got any more questions or anything they want to say to make. Um, before he uh, dashes off, because I know he's got to travel tomorrow, so we don't want to keep him too long. Can I? Can I just just ask, make just just one quick question? Um, I'm over here. <laughs> What's it been like the last few months? I, honestly, I, I I feel for you. you. You've been in a situation, haven't got a clue. How how's life been in the Colton house? Having to deal with the way things have been going on. It's been hard. This is no other word for it. Um, not knowing what's what's happening. Every time somebody comes into the office, all I want to know is what's happening with the club. Have we been taken over? You know who's who's going, who's uh, staying, and uh, it starts to weigh you down after after a while. Um, but it's the nature of the job. Just have to just have to get on with it, and we've overcome this now. Um, Richard deciding to stay on with the club and uh, fund it until such time as we can find somebody else to take over. Um, all credit to him for actually doing that. And uh, hopefully better days are around the corner. But what we're doing this season is cutting out all the unnecessary expenditure, stripping out costs and stuff like that. So you were talking before about knowing people who are printers, and I think this is a, this is a, an area where we could look at and get the help of local companies, local firms, local one-man bands, anything that will help the club raise a profile and help get more people through the gate. Yep. Well, I think that's um, it's great to hear that the club are well, seen taken on board what fans have been doing and talking about, and and that there's a it's an open forum type of thing now, which I think is maybe been lacking over the last few years. I think everyone would agree with. Well, certainly I, I, from a personal point for you, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know I got a bit of disillusioned over the last few years because it, it seemed to be more of a us and them sort of situation, and it was always difficult where where the fans were going. But certainly now, where I see things now. Uh, is there's a chance, and I'm sure that there's a commitment there from from the club, from Richard, uh, being in the situation he's in, to reach out to fans because fans are basically putting their hands out to say they want to to get involved, they want to do something. Um, we have the extra heat in the past. There's still people contributing to that. It, it, it sort of got lost. It's there. We don't know what goes on. Um, I think there's a question coming from Neil Pinkerton who. who was one of the, 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 the originators of the extra heat. Um, the way I see things going, you know, okay, we've had the supporters club, and that can only do so much. I think it's, it's all about actually putting your, not just putting your hand up, but actually getting involved and, and getting likes of the, the, the heat army, what's I say, the heat army trinity. We've got the lads, the heat army soul, 
who were doing a good job taking on the, the, the away travel that could develop into to building um, home support. We've obviously got the extra heat, this fundraising, we need them to, to show the club that's not just them and, and our commitment already to say we'll pay for the first away travel for the, for the players to reduce the budget, um, especially now, I think that's going to go a lot, lot, lot further than, than what it could have been under new owners. But also, you've got the the Heat Army Forum, which is the chance for like with the podcast for people to come together and talk with the club, and that's where it has to be. It has to be with the club, as you say, not people just doing things on their own, but coming together to work as one. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on the forum uh, quite quite a bit, and uh, all I would ask is that um, we aren't perfect. We we do make mistakes, but keep your comments con- constructive. Because if you're not constructive, it's just a complete waste of time, and it just doesn't do anybody any any good. Yeah, and um, we've got a message from Simon Garrity again on the chat facility. Is but let's get behind the club. Anything's possible, regardless of money. Yes, of course it helps, but let's see what happens. Uh, you just never know what's around the corner. And Scurfield's put local club, local players, local fans away the heed. And um, Scott Langley's put uh, some sort of fundraising live stream. Well, I think we don't want to be live streaming the fundraiser. We want people to be at it. Uh, we might record it and put it out later on, but we'll have to see what we can uh, get arranged and, and ultimately get the fans behind it and um, supporting it. And that is what we want to be doing and, and talking about later as well. If anyone else has got any other ideas about fundraising. And I think we might have another tweet. I'll just have a quick look. Um, one second yes John Thornton has put uh, just to repeat what I said through the week about under 12s getting in for free we're paying adult does Mike think about free season tickets for primary school kids you think that would be a good idea Uh, I think his idea is free free season tickets for primary school children right Um, primary school primary schools are the under 12s and we are giving them a free entry obviously with a um, a full paying paying adult because we wouldn't encourage kids that age to come by themselves so uh, that's possibly a that hopefully answers your questions because we're not going to charge kids that age because they potentially are the fans of the future Oh, well done, John. John, have you just just really taken the mic over there? We oh, go on. You've, you've started. You've got to finish. Yep. Right. What I was thinking was um, because not every adult will know about an under twelve getting in for free, so maybe they might be able to get in. For if they had a season ticket, they might go home and go, "Dad, look what I've got." Then obviously, Dad might think, "Well, let's go along." So therefore, he's still paying to get in, but he's getting the season ticket. So he thinks, "Well, I may go again." But that's what Mike was just saying there, though. Every, every primary school will be covered under that um, child because it's under 12, so it's like up until the first year of secondary school. Well, so I, I think I've got what John means. What, what John means is to actually hand out tickets to the primary schools, car branch, give them loads of tickets to say free and to all your kids as long as they come with the. Basically, it's a quick way of advertising. Throw those free tickets out, which are free anyway, as long as you come with a paying adult. Might mean that the dog take it home and, and, and control the dad to take them. Over the past year or so, we have become very active in local primary schools. Uh, ben Clark and James Curtis do coaching in about, I think it's half a dozen schools at the moment. And uh, we do hand out quite a few tickets to um, kids. So 
but what that is something we are doing although possibly we haven't advertised it as much as you would have liked in the past yep um well let's say well, bernard sent me a text that he's forwarded on but he's going to read it out because it's a bit of a, a an essay i don't know if he's going to surmise uh some of the points out of it uh, but this is a message from neil pinkerton well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll try and quickly read through it. Yeah, well, as I mentioned, Neil was great in originating with the extra heed. Um, and most people know he lives right down at the bottom end of the country. And I kind of think of a better heed supporter than, than Neil. He does what he can to support the club. Um, it basically, right, basically want to reinvigorate the extra heed in a way that allows us to control the monies that are paid in because in the past it's proved difficult to manage the subscribers balances etc. To achieve the overall aim we need volunteers to help raise the profile again social media to assist with all fundraising aspects. Secondly it's not a closed shop and it needs suggestions, ideas and how we can best achieve the goal of Aidan Steve Watson on the pitch and the club off it. Although primarily I'd suggest it's playing budget travelling expenses that are most in need of our backing. On the back of this evening and over the coming days it's hope that we can have an account to set up so those who are willing and able to contribute uh, what they wish they can do by standing orders, backs or other bank payments uh, and also an offer from Neil himself, he's bought a season ticket as I mentioned he lives uh, Portsmouth I think it is Plymouth, well he'll tell us off for that, uh, but he's bought a season ticket and he's saying that he's happy enough to put that as a fundraiser for, for people who want to use it game by game. Um, basically, he's bought the season ticket to because he can't go, but he wants to support the club. Well, that's a, a, a you know a great gesture. Um, so hopefully um, things can move forward on that. And um, this is Mike. Is there any comment on that about the, the extra heed? Um, contributions no, I think that's something I'll leave to the uh, supporters it's not my place to comment on what you should and shouldn't be spending it on um, all I would say was if you're thinking of fundraisers and things like that have a chat with the club um, we'll discuss with you what we think we need um, I know in the past there's been a bit of reticence about giving club money and I quite understand that but if you're buying a specific thing a particular bit of kit or, or, or whatever that might be more, more to the point I, so th I think the, the main point which people have mentioned to me it, it's they want to raise money but they don't want the idea that they're just thrown into the pot and the idea of where it goes in, in the, the past the extra aid funds which have gone over the last few years nobody knows what's happened to them obviously as far as I'm concerned it, it's when to support the club whether, whether they're buying footballs or whether they're paying for well, contribution to a bus at the end of the day it's helping the budget of the, of the club um, I think the whole idea of the extra heat was that sort of 12th man sort of attitude um, and the idea is that we control in essence what's been raised and we know what's been raised openly as a, as a group of people not not by a fully organized group of people but as a group of people who can suggest as we've done now the first thing we're going to do is to raise the cost of your first away travel and we just hope it's not to the bottom end of the country let's hope it's a bit closer maybe a bit cheaper and easier to hit yeah fingers crossed <coughs> no, I, th I think um, it sounds like a case of communication doesn't it 
I think uh, you've, you've, you've got money which the fans have donated, a rather hard-earned money, and it's only right and proper that they understand and know where that money's gone. And I think uh, some kind of discussion is due. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think that, that's where we're standing at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm catching up with, with Richard on Friday, and that's one of the sorts of things. I, I don't want to go down the route of having a, a regimented... Uh, support as club with chairmans and vice chairmans and treasurers and whatnot because it, it just gets left to the same group of people and I think hopefully what comes out of this is it's not a, just a, a certain click it's everybody everybody's got to get involved if you want to do something all you got to do is come along and, and get involved speak to the club and say look I want to do this and I'm sure the club will say well get on with it as long as it doesn't detract from what the club's about that's right I mean I started off at the club with, with the uh, supporters club serving in the club shop, I was secretary, treasurer and stuff like that. I even drove the uh, minibus to a couple of games away from home. So I've come up through, so I know what's involved. Um, I'm loath to say, but I'm not going to say my door's always open, but just talk to us. Just talk. We are approachable. Um, just come and have a chat. I was, you know, I was see what it goes yeah. well I've got two final questions uh, for Mike right before we let him go um, Adam Smith has put will we be getting a new strip this season surely that can bring in revenue the answer is yes we've got a new kit supplier we've, we've had Sondico for the past I think it's three four years um, they've now five they've now ceased to supply us and we're going with um, another company and there will be a same colours for the home shirt, but slightly, slightly different. And there will be a new away kit, which will be launched soon as well. Uh, and um, Josh has put, uh, carrying on from what Steve said last week, um, he's put, uh, is there any way that uh, we can contact the council to let us have flags up at the entry of the calf? Now, I think before uh, let Mike speak on that, it isn't our cafe. <laughs> we know it's the council's. And anything that's got to be that would be put up would have to be permission, of course. But I think it's a no starter just uh, before you even get in there because if you if you've anyone got a flag, have you got a fire certificate go with it or things like that? I don't think it's going to happen. I think if there's anything going to go up there, it would have to be council approved and club approved. I don't think we can just go in there willy nilly and start hanging things but up on a match day. But there's nothing stopping you making arrangements, and I'm sure that there's no reason why, as long as you know the confirm it, it, the material conforms with whatever it's got to conform with. We've had discussions in the past about the cafe area being um, sort of more highlighted as, as, as gated FC as opposed to a, a running track. You know, hopefully we can look at things like so that and and look at getting some sort of banners and, and more sort of corporate identity as a football club down in the in the um, the cafe bar. So you know, th these are things which I'm sure we can talk with with the club. You know, Mike said his doors open, so we'll come knocking on it. You want the ground on a match day to feel like our home ground, not just a, a council stadium which we use. And uh, it has in the past looked a bit sterile, and I can understand how that sometimes puts some people off. But um, if you've got ideas like that, give us a shout. We'll certainly raise and We have a very good relationship with the council staff. Um, obviously, the safety officer would have to be involved as well because it's his the safety officer is in charge on a match day, not me, not the chairman. It is, it's a safety officer whose head's on the block if things go wrong. 
So we'll have to consult with him. Uh, but as long as there's no obvious problem, I, I don't think it'll be an issue. Well, that's great to hear. And um, see, could everyone give Mike a, a w big round of applause for coming and uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. There we go. Well, as we heard from Mike there, the club's door is open. We will advertise whenever we hear anything about the event that they're going to do for listening to fans, what they can help do with the club. But, Bernard, one of the things we want to get across was that, yes, we're going to try and get an event on and uh, here at the Tons as well, and we just need people to help support it, and, you know, whether it be selling tickets on a match day, you know, whenever the, when we can get, get a, a thing, but it's supporting it as well. It's all well and good us putting things on, but we've got to have this carry this unity on and that that seems to be happening uh, well that that's the whole point you know it's great to see um so many faces you know come again to a, a the, the third this the your third live podcast uh, we've done things once so. in the past but these are the ones yeah. i've been looking here because um, they're awful quality and and, and 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 you know people may shoot us down for saying this but it's great but it, it tends to be the same faces that keep coming along um which is great fantastic for the support and there's people who want to get more involved. But what we need is more of the people who sit behind the keyboard and say, we should do this, should we do that? Well, yeah, just do it. Come along and, and speak. And if you do that, basically that's how things get done. And it's not left to the same old people having to take the burden on. And this now, I think, is a situation with what's going on with the club. The way we've went over the, the last few months, I think it's an opportunity to galvanise the club and the fans who really want to see this club do well yep. in, when it, when it, it, a difficult situation budget-wise, but so, you know, the club's still there. Yep. So from that, it's all down to the fans to get behind the club and make sure it's not it, it's there next season, a season after. As I say, myself and Bernard have had a couple of ideas and we, we spoke to David Kenny, who's in the room, and um, one of the things that we'd like to do, and we've had a warm reception from it when we've talked to people about it, is putting it together maybe a, a, an hour long or 40 minute highlight package of the Wembley game yeah it wasn't the result we wanted but get a couple of those players along we'll have it play behind us on the screen we talk live over it have a bit of a laugh you know talk about that season and have you know people here charge a couple of quid have a maybe a bingo pie and peas and make it an event you know just just on on that just update uh, on, on the way things going and I'm sure he's listening tonight and a shout out to, to Philly Turnbull you know I've seen the support he's been putting to fans on the forum and reached out to him to say will you get some guys together and, and he's fantastic he, he'll do basically he'll put money in his pocket every month to yeah. support the club you know and, and that's where we're at we've got some great ex-players who you know you cut them in two and they gated right the way through and, and that is you know very very close to, to organising I mean uh, now, I know we've got someone that wants to talk on the mic, but just before we do that, obviously we're going to talk, if people would like to stay after the podcast, we're going to have a little word with the owner of the Tons about a prospective uh, fundraising event here. But also, as well, I mean, would people support race nights or other things? They are? Has anyone else got any ideas about what they would like to do for a fundraiser? It doesn't have to be a nighttime thing. It could be something on a match day, anything like that. So if anyone does have any ideas, this is the time to get them out there and uh, We'll see if we've got the mic with uh, Roy. Just a one for yourself, actually. Doing a live podcast from here. Is it possible to take the live podcast round the borough? Do it at different pubs all over the area? 
It is, but the problem is, I mean, obviously, it's great here at the moment. We can go through the PA system. There's not many clubs that have a PA system. We, we couldn't lump anything like this round, and it might lose a little bit of something if we're just talking over you know, in a room like that. It's a little bit different. I mean, we wouldn't be doing the show from here live every week. This is just because of the events of recent things around the club where it's been big enough to do these probably do this once a month maybe once every two months when maybe we can get a former player or have said event with um you know highlights and talking to players or race night things like that we can incorporate podcasts that way or record a show interviews with people and also throughout the season there'll be so many talking points we, we know that it's it's gated football club is always something to talk about but i think for moving it around the borough Yes, if a club, if a bar or club has a PA system, then it would be worth doing it like this. Otherwise, it, it's probably not. Yeah, it's just you know to try try and get more people, you because know, I mean obviously a lot of people here mm-hmm. are just from this area. Yeah, you know, and it's just to try and involve other people from all around the building. I mean, it's not. I know. It's oh yeah. I mean, if, if anyone is listening and they, they know of any bars that or the social clubs that have PA systems built in, then we can certainly do that. But um, yeah, I believe someone else has a, an idea on the other side of the room. Remember, you still can tweet us at heed underscore army, also on the chat facility. We'd love to hear from you listening at home as well. Um, but I think, is it Tracy with the mic? It's Tracy again. Um, much as I like any excuse to go to a pub, I think, thinking of what Mike said before, we need to be thinking of more family-oriented things to get younger fans. I mean, we've got a younger, couple of younger fans here tonight, but anything that's going on a little bit later then they're obviously out of it. So anybody who's got any ideas about something that we can be doing maybe more within the community with some of our younger fans would be really great. Yeah, I think that definitely. I mean, obviously... Just, just on that, I'm sure that, you know, this, this is the opportunity where the club has sort of been trying to take on a role within the community and, and reading between the lines at the moment, they want people to come along and help them. There's no reason why we can't organise something along a similar sort of lines at uh, a, a, a Saturday morning, where you know you have young kids football, and let, let's face it, that that's where the future fans are, where they're playing football from the ages of six, seven up over. And I'm sure that if fans want to do that, however we do it, working with the club, and that's what I see is the club are basically saying, yeah, let let's get together and talk and see what we can do. Well, that, that's what we wanted for years. It's happened. Maybe not under the the guise of maybe what we would have expected. Um, yes, massive cutbacks. But if you go back four weeks when we were in between podcasts and before we knew about the takeover, we were worried that the club might not even exist. So to have the club here now, great. We're pushing forward with local players. It's a massive cut in budget, but the club are wanting to work with the fans and. It's a step back, but it's a step, giant step forward in other directions. Yes, we may not be challenging for the playoffs, but would you rather have the club and then the club working with the fans from where it hasn't been for what five, six, seven years? It's you know, I, it is taken with one hand and given with another. But um, I think there is definitely positives to be to be had in this situation, and I think uh, Mickey wants to make. I won't talk cheap. That's all I'm going to say. Talk's cheap. We're going to all stand in this room and talk. Yeah. We've got to do it. It's no good to all of us saying, this is a good idea, that's a good idea. We have to do it. It's not a case of, 
waiting for it to happen. We've got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's all of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably paramount to when this meeting with the club happens that people, if they want to help, they've got to go along. And it's all well and good saying it on social media. Um, as I say, we, we that's why we're going to talk to the, the landlord of the tons here about an event. Um, it's going to be, you know, we've got to plant them seeds. We've got to start got to start with one thing not look too far ahead get one thing planned get it organized and get it going and then you can look further down the field but i think that's what we've got to do we've got to support what we can and start off small um make it a success and then you build on it from there because word of mouth as well if we have a good successful event you know fill this room everyone has a good time raise money at the same time it will it'll pay dividends and and also as well i mean you said talks cheap we've heard that club talk we know they want the fans to help if they see something coming from the fans other than talk see a little bit of going into the coffers it may not pay for the first away trip but if it takes a big chunk out of it then it's we're doing something that we maybe haven't done for many a year or at all in living memory i mean bernard mentioned that First trip away, we'll pay for the coach, things like that. Uh, sent you a message the other day. Some people can't afford to pay £20 a month into the extra heat or whoever it is. My idea is one pledge by fans, not saying put it on social media where everyone's putting in 20 quid. It's for the fans. You get. 100 fans put 20 pound one pledge that's two grand double it four grand 300 fans six thousand pound that would be a hell of a start for the club yeah 20 pound one 20 pound pledge which i think that's something that can be Obviously, we need to have a we need to have a meeting off air um, and put these things into action. Well, that, that, that that's the whole point, and, and I think Mickey hit a, on a, um, a a big point. You know, it's all very well putting this message on Facebook. Let's do this. Let's do that. Uh, but this isn't just go for the fans. The fans, basically, I think people are now saying, "Yeah, I'm going to do it," and we'll see over the coming months that people do do it. It also goes with the club. We have been here, we've talked about advertising, we've talked about the community. It's now a case of, you know, I think everybody realises this club isn't Richard and, and Julie's. It isn't Mike Coulson, it isn't Stevie Watson's. It, it's our club. It's our club. We've got to basically take the lead and say at the club, we want to do this and we are going to help you do it. Yeah. End of. That's it. Well, I think uh, we've had a, a productive show. Um, thank you to everyone that's come. We're going to wrap it up a little bit early because we want to have a bit of a chat off air and um, obviously put things into action and hopefully we can get something sorted for the you know the first event in the coming weeks or coming months. Um, so just say a, a massive thank you for you all coming tonight as well and um, let's hope that you know we, we're signing more players in the coming weeks and the next podcast that we do we'll be talking about things that are actually happening and that we can start to push and advertise and uh, just say a big thank you for you all coming and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you got to ask yourself, how rogue are you going to go? We talking find your spirit animal in the desert rogue, build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue, or take the long way home just because kind of rogue. 
Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared.